Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast, and if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. On today's episode, we'll be answering a question from one of our listeners. This was a question that was sent in on our speak pipe, which is on our homepage on our website, theanxietycoachespodcast.com. If you would like to leave a question, you have 90 seconds to leave a question that we could actually play on the show, or you could just use the speak pipe to send us a message if you have a question or a comment. Thank you. So today's listener question is about depersonalization, and this is a tough one, and not everybody with anxiety will experience this, but when you do, it's quite off-putting, and so we'll let the uh, listener speak it in her own words. Hi, Gina. I'm wondering if you have any information on the sensation of depersonalization connect with anxiety, and panic disorder. It's a very disturbing feeling. I've had two bouts of it in my life. Once was 20 years ago and it lasted a few months and I'm having another one now. And I'm just wondering if you have any comforting advice or information on how to deal with it. I know it's accepting it and letting time pass, but that's difficult. How do you do that? Thank you so much for sending that question in. Like I said, this is not something that everyone with anxiety will experience, but when you do experience it, it is quite off-putting and can have many people wondering if it is part of their anxiety or not. Anxiety and panic can cause the mind to do so many different things from uh, sweating, to cold, being cold, the heart flutters, to the lump in the throat. So there should be no surprise that it's the same mind that can come up with this feeling, this separated feeling of depersonalization. This feeling of not being yourself or of not being in your own body or of, of possibly it can feel like to some people floating alongside your own body. And it's enough to cause you uh, more fear and more anxiety, keeping the entire anxiety cycle going full steam. So this is why I feel it's very important that if you are experiencing this, or if you you know, are having high levels of anxiety, you want to understand this and that it is a possibility so that when it comes up, 
if it should come up, that you don't fan those flames of fear and and go into a, another spiral of panic. Understanding what it is, and like the listener said, she knows that you have to accept and let time pass, yes, but we also want to be able to float with it, right? And that is, um, interestingly enough, that's how you feel when you have depersonalization for many. They feel as if they are floating, maybe not even themselves, but alongside their body. There is a feeling of, uh, of disconnection, of not being themselves. And while it sounds drastic and it sounds uh, horrible, like there must be something greatly wrong, it actually happens in times of great stress and anxiety, and it goes away as we calm down. So that's our medicine, isn't it, is to get that amygdala back into its proper state of being there when we need it, but going back into our parasympathetic nervous system where we can actually get calm and heal. And, you know, while most people that I talk with that have experienced depersonalization are feeling it because of their chronic or heightened anxiety or panic, some other reasons that people can experience the same kind of feeling, depersonalization, or also being called as derealization, can be due to drugs, um, both uh, street drugs and pharmaceutical drugs. It can be due to depression. It can also be due to trauma. Again, the mind is always working for us, and this is a way of protecting us. So we want to pay attention and not put more fear into it, but but notice it and be cognizant of what's happening and keep ourselves safe and moving toward being calm. Like I said, it is the mind and the body trying to keep you safe and alive. And so it's like a coping mechanism that is trying to keep the brain safe from this intense overload of emotion. So you can see why if we become afraid and we become freaked out over this very odd feeling that we are just driving it even stronger. It's only going to last longer and get bigger. So what do we do, right? It's like, okay, enough of the problem. Now what can we do? So like our listener said, accept and let time pass. But I want to also emphasize that we need to float. This is a place to really put to practice floating. And if you are not familiar with what we talk about here, that we have all gleaned from Claire Weeks's books of Face, Accept, Float, and Let Time Pass, you may want to read Hope and Help for Your Nerves by Claire Weeks. That's on our website if you are looking for it. But what we want to talk about today is being able to float and let time pass. This overwhelm of physical and emotional stress needs time, and it needs a neutral space in order to pass. Often we don't go to neutral. We get very frightened when we are anxious, not to mention when we are in derealization or depersonalization. We go black and white, yes and no up and down. There's nothing in between. And really where we want to get is to the center. We want to get to a place of neutral so that the body can start to calm down. Remind yourself that this is not dangerous. 
as bizarre as it feels, and it is likely that it is a safety valve for you. So remind yourself of that. Say, I know this feels bizarre, but this is a safety valve to keep my mind and brain cool while it is uh, overly emotionally charged in this moment. And now many people say to me, well, it came out of the blue. And we've discussed that in many other podcasts that you don't have to be conscious and aware of why this came on. Many of the things that we experience emotionally and that that charge up our anxiety are from our unconscious. And that's a huge part of us. So we don't need to actually recognize exactly an event or a thought even that started this. We just need to recognize what it is and to give ourselves the space and the time to calm back down again. Remind yourself that this isn't dangerous. Remember that. Remember, you want to remind yourself that this is a safety valve to keep your mind and brain cool while you are overly emotionally charged. You want to reduce the short, quick breathing that we do when we are in in a tough spot like that. We want to become more conscious of our breathing and let it be longer and slower on the exhalation. I like to let the inhale take care of itself, which it will. If we really take a longer and slower exhalation, we will automatically take in an inhalation that is good for us, which will, which will be deeper and uh, less shallow. Breathing in the upper third of the chest is really something that keeps the flame going. We are just pouring gasoline on that fire as we breathe shallow, and quick. What we're doing is preparing ourselves to run, to fight, or to flee. And we don't do those things. So we are really trapping all of that energy deep inside ourselves, causing ourselves to have more reactions such as depersonalization. Touch in with someone if this brings you back to the now. So what I want you to do is uh, concentrate on a conversation if you're with other people. Make a phone call. Even texting or posting in a group that you're in or our coaching group can bring relief by stating exactly what's happening to you right now in the present moment and knowing that other people who care and if it's in a anxiety type of arena, people who understand or if they're your friends or family, people who care and uh, they can be there for you by just hearing you and by letting you state what's happening and giving you a soft place to fall. And, you know, bringing you back out um, of it by helping you feel in touch with the moment and not feeling so alone in that real foggy kind of feeling that is there. Find something to concentrate on. And I think touching in with other people and having conversation be part of your concentration is very helpful so that you don't feel so alone. The other ways that you can do that is to use any of the distractions that we talk about, this is a great place to use a distraction, not a harmful distraction. Obviously, we want to do something where we're using our senses again. If you're not with someone and can't concentrate on a conversation, use your eyesight. Use your eyes to look at something really deeply. Feel something with your hands, textures, 
Another thing you can do is use your aromatherapy to really just bring you into the present moment and ground you through your sense of smell. It can be really helpful in slowing you down a little bit because that feeling of depersonalization gets us ramped up and we start going faster and faster, which only keeps us in the loop. And I know that this feels really off base and uh, it feels like you're out of control, but you're not. It's not dangerous. It doesn't last forever. And remind yourself that you are safe and that you are okay. And that can help to start bringing you down and grounding you and making you feel more secure in your surroundings and in your own body. What you're doing then is bringing yourself back into your body because You don't need to be escaped when you are calm. And again, those things that can calm us down are, are, are words to ourselves, telling ourselves, yes, this is uncomfortable, but I am safe. And telling ourselves that my breathing is short, it is shallow and fast, and so that may be ramping me up. Let me sit for just three breaths and let my exhale go out longer and slower, as if you were breathing it out, making a little noise or through your lips, like breathing it in through your nose and just exhaling it a little longer and slower through your mouth. Just three breaths and see if you can start to feel yourself coming back in to your body. But remind yourself that it isn't dangerous and use your senses like we have talked about on many other podcasts to the senses just bring us into our body. And depersonalization has us totally out of our body. And again, it's there because it thinks that's the way to cool the mind and to not be overwhelmed. But once you have awareness of it, you can realize it and you can do with your wise mind the calming down. And it only takes a little bit. And yes, it does also require us to have uh, the letting time pass. So floating is just what I am talking about here. It's being with it. It's feeling it, but not fearing it. It's being with the uncomfortable sensations, the uncomfortable feeling, and that would normally bring up fright and more anxiety and more fear and just recognizing that these feelings are here, but I am safe. And we need to practice this over and over again. And the beauty of practicing it over and over again is that eventually your mind and body begin to make the connections. And the reason why this is so challenging for the listeners, this happened to her once very, very long time ago. So, you know, it might as well have just be the first time. There has been no practice. But all of this, hopefully you don't have to practice too much with depersonalization. But if you do, just know that that practice is actually going to serve you. The more you practice coming into your body, being with discomfort and these um, odd, odd kinds of feelings and reiterating to yourself, I am safe. I am okay. I can slow my breathing down because I don't need to run away. I don't need to fight. I can relax into this moment and do the Claire Weeks. My favorite saying that she has is throw yourself in the chair like a wet noodle. 
actually relax those muscles. It sends a message of safety to your mind and body. I know it feels off base, but please remember it's not dangerous and it doesn't last forever and that you are safe right now. I so appreciate that our listeners sent a question in. If you have a question that you would like to hear on the show, just go to the website and click the little microphone on the right-hand side and leave us your question. I would love to play it on the air. I look forward to talking to you again soon. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. And when the fog's over and the stars and the moon come out at night, it'll be a beautiful sight. And that's from Jack Kerouac. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 